And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. You like jerky, right? I do. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Assuming you're talking about beef jerky or turkey jerky or gator jerky or ostrich jerky or buffalo jerky. As long as you're not talking about something like, I don't know, the jerky boys, which while I found them to be hilarious uh, during my teenage years in the 1990s, um, I feel as though their style of humor probably hasn't aged that well, nor do I think I would be particularly enamored by prank phone calls uh, for an entire album length. Yeah, I was I, I never got into the Jerky Boys, but now you're making me think about Bloodhound Gang. I don't know why the two of them are related, but I guess 90s. That was the first CD. What's wrong with the Bloodhound I love Gang? The, that was the first CD I bought with actual money of mine was I went and bought a Bloodhound Gang CD. Which one? Oh, One Fierce Beer was Coaster. The... That's the one. Okay. Is that is that the one with the Discovery Channel song? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I think that might be later. This, I think it this is. This is The Roof, The Roof, The Roof is on Fire. Um, this is Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny. Yeah. 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 All sorts of songs that I didn't particularly understand as a high schooler, but uh, but I, I enjoyed that album. Uh, back to the original question. Do you prefer your jerky dry or moist? Huh. Um, I say I would say I prefer it moist. However, um, I, I think a traditionalist would say uh, dry and you know, I'm not opposed to it really either way, although I, I suppose my preference would be moist. I, I ask because uh, I picked up some jerky this weekend. They're not a sponsor, though they could be. Uh, this is perky jerky, and it's the turkey. Mm. So it's perky turkey jerky. I have never experienced, maybe it's because I'm not a super jerky aficionado. I've never experienced jerky that was this wet. Like it is soft oh, okay. and, you know, it's delicious. Don't get me wrong. And I'm going to eat a bunch of it here once I open up the plastic packaging that I'm sure you love. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think there's a limit to the wetness. At some point, it does get kind of. Uh, ah. This is Ugh. this is like getting beef teriyaki at a, a Chinese restaurant. That's what this tastes like. And I also feel like the wetter it is, the, the the more inclined you should be to store it in the refrigerator after opening. Yeah. I've only had it for about 24 hours, so I think it's okay. But it doesn't feel like it's well-preserved. Like, I would yeah. expect it to have to have less moisture. I think that's probably true. You want some jerky that's going to last you, uh, you know, through the apocalypse. Yeah. You want, you want a dry slab. But, uh, yeah, that quite tasty, no doubt. Oh. I am jealous watching you consume the uh, perky turkey jerky. I believe you can get it at Trader Joe's. I think that's where we picked it up. All right. Despite the fact that there is a uh, jerky outlet store on Cape Cod, I drove by and was not allowed to go in. Uh, 
I looked at their website when we were in the Cape myself because I, I we drove by it and I noticed that it was new um, on one of the first days we were there. So I looked up their website and I looked at their pricing and I said, I have no reason to go there. To, to my wife's credit, um, we have been before and I walked around and went, I'm not paying this. Ah, okay. So, so she knew. Yeah. So she was just, I, it's, she didn't tell you I couldn't go. She just said, remember we went before and it was really expensive. And I went, oh yeah. But I would like to, yeah. I would like to try some of the more exotic jerkies. You know, I enjoy turkey jerky. I enjoy beef jerky to some extent, depending on the flavoring. Uh, but I would like to try elk jerky or venison jerky or the aforementioned gator jerky. I think that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. My favorite type of beef jerky would be like that sweet and hot flavoring. You know what I mean? A little bit of tang yep. to it, um, but also, you know, spicier than just your regular barbecue. It, it, it's got some heat to it. Um, that's probably my favorite kind of uh, jerky. I def- Not too many people make something like I that. I definitely but. just bit into maybe like a red peppercorn or something because there was a little bit of heat. Not bad. Totally manageable. Um, but a little bit of heat. Uh, we are, I'm returning. I got back six and a half hours ago from our second vacation to Cape Cod of the summer. I believe this is it. I don't think we will be doing, uh, any other trips, uh, but a fine time was had by all. And on a previous episode, uh, I think we have talked about a restaurant that, you and Mrs. Manson are quite fond of. Uh, we went there and got takeout yesterday. My wife has had the seafood strudel. Mm. More importantly, I have now had smoked Gouda risotto, <laughs> which is just divine. I did not know that that was a thing. And um, I don't think we got the same meal. I know the missus did. I had some sort of special and I'm trying to remember what it was. Cause I know you had the pistachio crusted. Yes. Scrod, which is, I looked it up. Yeah. Scrod is just a young cod or haddock or other white fish. Yeah. Mine was definitely fish, but I'm trying to remember what it was. Cause if I recall, it was crusted with some sort of spice. Cause I remember thinking like, Oh, that sounds odd. Why would I? And I said, well, it's a special. They must know what they're doing. Mm. I can't remember what that meal was. It wasn't, it was not the pistachio. Cause I think that's part of the regular menu. Um, so I can't remember exactly what it is I had, and, <clears throat> but, but I saw that you thought maybe we had the same meal in the bestie chat. I don't think we did. Um, yeah. I, for what it's worth. But either way, um, it was, good, it was right? very good. The fish was good. Uh, it was served with spinach, not a big pile of it. It was kind of, uh, woven through the risotto so you get a bite of it, but you're not burdened with the bitter spinach flavor. Uh, yeah, it was quite good. Um, my wife good. enjoyed the strudel, but she kept sneaking bites of my risotto, so I almost stabbed her with my fork. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was quite good. It, it's not the full experience. I have a feeling, based on pulling into the parking lot and interacting with the hostess who came out to bring us our curbside order, I don't think I would have been dressed for the occasion. I only wore baseball t-shirts and cargo shorts. It looks like you might need a shirt with a collar to go there. Like a polo shirt may have been appropriate. I struggle with that when I am on the Cape, if only because 
almost everywhere I think there feels like I should be a little bit dressed up, like you're saying, polo shirt. Yeah. So, but then like I look at you know, because I'm I'm always looking for new restaurants. I'm looking online. I'm looking at the photos, and I see you know, I don't. I mean, not maybe not complete slobs. Maybe that's not the right term for it. But you know, in every single one of these places, you're seeing people in t-shirts and jeans. Um, like I, I, I just feel like because it's such a, a tourist destination, yeah. that to some extent, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are some places that are yes, clearly dress up, whatever. But for the most part, even the ones that are sort of borderline, I feel like you can totally get away with whatever. <clears throat> it, um, it's it's interesting. It's you know, having spent more time exploring this trip, often we you know we hit the beach or. We, you know, go to a couple of usual places, but we went all over the place. There are definitely parts of the the area that you just drive into and you go, oh, this is fancier than where I was five minutes ago. <laughs> you know, yeah. the lawns are a little more manicured. It's not beach houses. This is probably more where people are staying year round or <clears throat> something to that effect. But it was delicious. We went to Sunday school, which we actually walked in in a light rain. Uh, so I think it was, what was it? 3.7 miles round trip from our rental to Sunday school and then back. <clears throat> I'm holding a white paper bag with our ice cream in it that is slowly dissolving the farther we walk because of the rain. Um, but yes, it was, it was a lovely, lovely trip. Thank you for the recommendation. Uh, I now need to get to the next time I make risotto. Uh, I will have to buy some smoked Gouda cheese. And and incorporated. So, smoked gouda is delicious. Um, so out of curiosity, Sunday school, great ice cream place. Yes. Um, have you ever uh, sampled the wares of the Cape Cod Creamer? Oh yes, that's our usual go-to uh, for um, ice cream. Although I will say, although we went to Sunday school twice, we only went to Cape Cod Creamery once. So we may have a new hmm. uh, coffee ice cream with Oreo. You are speaking my wife's language. Okay. So I was going to say, I, I felt like after this last trip, um, I felt like the edge might go to Cape Cod Creamery. Um, I think their their flavors aren't as adventurous as the Sunday school. No, they're not as complex. But I did find their ice cream, I think, to be creamier and overall would score higher on the yummy scale. So, Did you see the sampler that they have at the Cape Cod Creamery? No. <clears throat> For, uh, what is it, $7? They give you six, and they say six small scoops of ice cream, and they put it in like the kind of boat that you would put a banana split in. But it's six flavors. For $7. And the flavors, the scoops are not small. It is more <laughs> ice cream than my wife and I can eat for $7. Just we, So we buy one. We divide it in half. I pick the three flavors on one end. She picks the three flavors on the other end because her coffee ice cream cannot invade my chocolate mint chocolate chip. Like, <clears throat> there is a distinct line. Um, okay, those two must not mingle. Right. I, I'm just not a coffee person. So... You know, I, I figured it out because we, again, <clears throat> we trying to avoid being in places. Um, we ordered it and brought it back. And in the 25-minute drive, because we happened to be at the furthest Cape Cod Creamery from, from our rental, uh, it turned rather soupish. Uh, so there was some mingling of flavors. But either way, I, 
<clears throat> that is my recommendation. Unless you're going for a su- an actual Sunday, um, it's just the best bang for your buck. What is the sample? Oh, oh, the sample. Yes, yeah. uh, there 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 is a Cape Cod Creamery almost directly across the street um, from the recommended restaurant. Yes, uh, that's the one we had gone right to. There. But it was oh, okay. that is the one that is 25 minutes from where we were staying, as opposed yeah. to the other one. You know, there are three within relatively short distance if in that particular area. But either way, uh, a, a good time was had by all. We ate well, and we've discussed on previous episodes that is why we go on vacation to eat well. Uh, what is what is new with you, Doc? What's what's new in the life of Doc Manson? Not too much. Not too much. Um... Spent some time physically at work yesterday. Oh. That was garbage. But on the other hand, kind of happy to be there. Starting to uh, encounter some issues that probably need to be looked at by other folks in the near future. And it's better than waiting until later dates when we're right up close to the semester starting. So we've got some things to sort. Well, let me ask you a question because <clears throat> even you know while we were on vacation, places that – we're normally, you know, things are starting to to get a little more strict again. More places had, we need you to wear a mask, vaccinated or not. Um, rates are climbing. You know, schools are starting to say they're going to insist on masks or things. Uh, do you anticipate that you're going to be on campus for the the entirety of the semester? Do you think this is another one of those situations where we're going to need to go remote because of case numbers? What, what is what is the good doctor's professional opinion? I think it's hard to predict. Um, and the difficulty, I think, lays with a lot of the unknown variables. Uh, but I think by hell or by high water, um, administrations will be hard-pressed to shut down the way we did previously uh, this semester. I think things would have to get a lot worse than they're likely to get um, for that to happen. So uh, that's not me being optimistic. That's me saying, I think we're going to be there kind of one way or the other. No, that's not you being optimistic. That's you seeing what it is, which is greedy, greedy, capitalist, greedy, greedy, greedy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I, you know, in our schools, I think there will be a large parent uh, push to stay in school. But at the same time, you know, when we left just six or seven weeks ago, the understanding was you were not going to be able to keep your kid home anymore. You have to send them to school. We were relaxing all of these restrictions. I don't know what's going to happen now. There could be parents who are like, look, I'm not sending them. Things are, you know, these kids aren't vaccinated. Things are still not great. We're not sending them. So I'm expecting this coming school year, unfortunately, to be very similar to how the last school year was, which wasn't the best. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the best. And I guess we'll see how things go, but, (sighs) you know. Yeah. Um. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Not that I don't have anything to, like, rant off about that whole subject. I just feel like at this point, it's like, eh. You, you, you kind of, I listened to uh, 
Lewis Black's podcast, which is him rant. The first I listened to like the first half hour, which is him just ranting on current events. And he said the other day that he sat, he feels like he's just repeating himself because that's kind of where we are. We're just repeating ourselves. You know, things are bad. We should be trying harder. People should be getting vaccinated. And the next week, we just say the same thing. So, and the thing that really gets me is even like on Twitter, like well-meaning people. People who are, are largely well-intentioned, you know, you know, people who are happy to wear the mask or, or whatever, what have you, um, you know, there's still a lot of those people are still going around now and they're like, masks again. Why do we have to mask again? I thought the vaccines were going to be the answer to this. And it's like, I mean, I, I get it. Like, it is frustrating. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's the classic dietary example i go to eggs were bad eggs were good eggs were bad egg whites were good just the yolks were bad now they're all good and it, it, it it's science man it's the way it goes and not only is it science but which is you know iterative we're only you know able to recommend whatever the current consensus is and can the consensus changes as we get more data but it also changes as the situation changes um and you know these are people who i think are on the right side of things, but you can sense that they're getting frustrated and they don't, and, and they clearly never really clearly understood exactly why they were doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so they're starting to get frayed and I don't blame them. Um, it's really difficult to know why things are recommended the way they are. And it, it, at times, yeah, it does feel like you're just going back and forth. And what do you mean? We're just back where we were uh, six months ago. Like, I get it. But also that ruminating, particularly on social networks in public, if you have a big audience, doesn't help. So I don't know. I guess I'm just tired of it because, again, even good people seem like they're at their wits end. And again, I understand why. But like, that's not. That's not an excuse to to get off guard, or I don't know what the right the right phrasing I'm looking for there, but you, complacent. You know. Yeah, I guess so. Although probably a little sharper than that. But yeah, I I feel like this shows how infrequently most Americans, because I can only speak for us, um, <clears throat> have to deal with hardship like this. You know, yes, we masked. All right, we're going to stay home for a few months and we'll mask and we'll do all of these things and then it'll be over and things will get better and it will be great. And then you had that momentary and then, you know, this is kind of like the relapse and you're like, well, no, I don't want to. You know, I already did that. I don't want to have to do it again. What's what's the point now? And it's like, you know, and I'm I'm reading about governors of certain states who are like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said you, there can be no local mask mandate. So maybe that was a bad idea. And I'm reading. Oh, you mean signing it into <clears throat> law? Yes. There could be no mandates? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and Jeremy's ranting, uh, being one of the sane voices of reason in his home state about how, you know, at least vaccination, you know, vaccinations have quadrupled in the last couple of weeks because people are finally realizing, oh, this wasn't going to just magically go away. If I don't get vaccinated, it'll magically go away and I won't have to worry about it. So I it's it is disheartening. And then I did. I just I just feel like I can't, you know, to explain it to people anymore. 
And then you've got that entire other, you know, 30% of the population that just refuse to be reasonable about, about anything. And it's just so tiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah. Well, if we, if we want to get more reasonable, let's, let's, let's move into the wrestling portion of our discussion because wrestling conversation is always reasonable and rational and logical. All right, what's going on in the world of wrestling? Why are you just playing with a block of wood? Yeah. What? It's a phone stand. Oh, came okay. Desk. Got it. <clears throat> Do you have a new desk or you just happen to have the phone stand? Um, I got a new desk at the beginning of the pandemic, so a year and a half ago. So new for me. It's, okay. And so the phone stand has been here for the last you know year and a half, but this may be the first time I've picked it up and played with it in front of the camera. Um, it's entirely possible. Well, I so. appreciate you playing with your wood on camera. It's You're welcome. I get a little handsy with it from time to time. I was talking about perky jerky earlier. It's been a very... <laughs> It's been an episode of Innuendo. Um, Bray Wyatt has been released. That is, I think, probably the biggest story since last we spoke. Um, It happened over the weekend. It was only him. He was not part of a larger thing. Braun Strowman was one name of many. This was just Bray. Um, you know, people at first they were saying WWE said it was budget cuts. Now we're not so sure. You know, people are concerned for the health, the mental health of the man behind Bray Wyatt, and people are not so sure. the The ones that have gone way off the reservation, forgive me for that's probably a uh, inappropriate comment to make. Actually, off the reservation is that culturally insensitive? I think it might be. My apologies. It may be. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Such as it's a turn of phrase, but I mean. I guess I don't know what the origins are. Well, anyway, now I've been canceled. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, but, you know, some people who have gone way off the deep end, let's say, uh, are, you know, this is just further proof that WWE and AEW are in cahoots and they're just going to give Bray Wyatt uh, to Cody and, and Tony Khan. And, you know, he can go over there and form that stable with Malachi Black because, you know, it's just it's all it's all a ruse, man. It's all a con. I mean, I think Bray Wyatt is a great performer. Yes. Um, but I I don't think he's been particularly reliable for them. Hmm. I mean, he's had, I would say, a lot of time off over the years. I mean... Yeah, he was killing it with the fiend, mm. but he's been gone this last stretch of time. And like before the fiend, I don't know, I don't remember why he was gone, but there was a significant absence there yep. as well. And then I think um, he got injured right before his mania match with Taker, now that you've mentioned it. And they had to adapt the match because he, you know, he went and performed and worked hurt, but he was hurt. And, you know, they weren't able to have the match I think they were planning on having, if memory serves. 
part of me is like, look, The Undertaker took a lot of time off. Those Russell spooky characters can't be on TV 12 months out of the year. They need a break in order to keep the mystique alive. Otherwise, you know, you kind of lose. I don't want to say lose interest, but you kind of run out of stuff to do. Uh, But I think you're right. And, you know, I believe. I mean, did The Undertaker take a ton of time off from 1992 to 2000? Yeah. There was that whole, he had the match with Yokozuna where he got put in the casket, which led to him being off TV for like six months. That's true. Leslie Nielsen had to bring him back. Um, You know, I, I think, you know, and I'm all for wrestlers having time off and, the rumor, again, I can only go with speculation. To quote GQ, I read it online. Uh, you know, he took Brody Lee, Luke Harper's death very hard and, you know, was dealing with was dealing with that. I don't know. It, apparently, he was set to come back, has, has been released. Maybe it's another one of those. They want to rework his deal and he'll sign later. Maybe he'll go to AEW. Maybe he's done. I don't know. I mean, they released Bray Wyatt, but did they release... Bray-Tholomew Rotunda. They didn't release Husky Harris. I know that much. And they didn't release The Fiend, I'm noticing. Lo- so. So, you know, that's kind of it. I'm kind of like, you know, this would be an interesting way to put on a, a bit of a foil hat. This would be an interesting way to play with people, especially how all, uh, you know, for months now, you've released a bunch of people, you've released a bunch of people. This would be a way to play with that. And you... You know, you say you've released Bray Wyatt, so that way when The Fiend shows up to attack John Cena or Roman Reigns or whoever, everyone's like, no, wait, he's supposed to be done. And ha ha. Yeah, and I mean, you totally could build intrigue that way um, in this, you know, post-reality era. Um, I definitely think, you know, we, we've been in a world where wrestling has had to be meta playing with the shoot and kayfabe aspects of the business um, for some time now. Although I, I do think, you know, consciously using someone's livelihood as a storyline does feel a little bit scummy, even, even, even for the professional wrestling industry at large. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think that I I am probably grasping at straws and thinking that this would be a storyline. I think even if they were like, look, you obviously need to get your head straight. We're not willing to pay you for that. We gave you some time. Take all the time you need. You know, if you need a year to kind of do something else or be with your family, he's got. I mean, and is this married is also to Jojo? not. I don't know. I believe so, but I think this is not a great thing to be discussing either, I suppose, you know, in terms of I'm going to get canceled for bringing it up. But, I mean, Husky Harris was always kind of a large guy. Mm-hmm. And in more recent years, you know, the the, the build-up to The Fiend's debut, he got into phenomenal shape for him. He was looking solid, and he was looking, you know, quite trim, Um very well uh, built. It's a lot of muscle that wasn't previously there. I will say over the course of this last run, I've noticed his overall physique has backslid somewhat. And, you know, I mean, that absolutely could be related to his mental health. And I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not sitting here saying, 
you know, uh, dude got fat. Uh-huh. Like, I don't mean to take it that way. Like, just commenting on the situation is it, just a fact, and that could be a sign of other things. And it's, it becomes difficult to focus on things like maintaining a physique um, when, when you have mental health issues. And I don't mean to use the mental health issues as an excuse or crutch either. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. And I think he's basically, he, I don't know if he's, he's directly, you know, said anything, but I think he tweeted something along the lines of, you have no idea how hard people take comments. You know what I mean? Sure. So he's, he's talked about it in a roundabout way, um, which seems to validate that that working theory of the Twitterverse. And of course I'm now armchairing that here with no additional knowledge. So, you know, I'm just an asshole on the internet, but and I do feel bad even talking hey, about it and speculating hey, to hey, some degree. But. You're our asshole. All right. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Uh, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's all perfectly reasonable. If he needs the time, he needs the headspace. I mean, maybe they said to him, look, you're clearly not in this right now. We've noticed you're not in the performance center. You're not, Maybe you just need the time to focus yeah. on you. And who knows? Like you said, this ha- this was not a part of a, 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 a day of releases where there were six names, ten names, whatever. For all we know, this was Bray Wyatt saying, uh, I need the time. Yeah. Although I, I guess I've read a few <clears throat> things that suggest that's not true. He was planning on coming back, I guess, this month. But I, I don't know. That's he said, she said, they said, Twitter said. I mean, yeah. Well, and as of, far as I'm concerned, none of it's more valid than the others. One, so. of course, and then it leads to even more speculation of, you know, I think our, our friend and s- someone who was on a, this podcast, even though you didn't get to hear it, um, Eddie McCabe said, you know, this is just another sign that the WWE is getting ready to sell and they're going to sell soon because they're getting rid of all this talent. And I'm like, I don't think so. Because, again, what you read on the Internet both the USA Network and Fox were a little upset that they released Bray Wyatt because that fiend character is money. <clears throat> and they, you know, it was something that could draw intrigue to their networks. And so this is, we don't know the full story. What we do know yeah. is, you know, he, as of now, it says he has been released. I will take them at their word. Whatever he does, I hope he is happy. Um, if the Adam Cole rumors are true that you know his contract's coming up and he's not sure he's going to resign, Pete Dunn? if the Pete Dunn rumors like that, there has never been a better time if you are a professional wrestler to be a free agent. You've got Japan, you've got the UK, you've got Impact, you've got uh, AEW, MLW, WWE. I'm probably missing some. So NWA, son. The NWA. MLW. Our girl Chelsea Green gonna debut. You could go fight, uh, you know, uh, Matt Cardona in a weird, you know, death match and then bleed all over a hotel room. There's just lots of things that you can do. Um, So I don't blame any of these wrestlers for being like, I'm not going to sign a contract. I'm going to take some meetings and find out what else is out there and make the best decision for me and my family. So it's an interesting time. But uh, we're gearing up. SummerSlam is what, three weeks away? I don't know. SummerSlam's... Coming I'll down the take pike. Your word for it, because I have no idea. August twenty first. So, all right. Oh, maybe two so. weeks away. Wow. Uh yep. August twenty first. There are let's see three matches. I think on the docket. You'll get to see your buddy Goldberg. You'll get to see your buddy John Cena. 
What's Goldberg doing? Wrestling Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. I mean, I don't hate that idea, but no. why couldn't it be Brock Lesnar? Just why couldn't it <laughs> well, be Well, I think, I think that's it. They called Brock and were like, hey, you want to do SummerSlam? And he went, ha! And hung up the phone. And they went, all right, call Goldberg. We'll get Goldberg. <laughs> He's yeah, okay. Maybe. Yeah, but, I mean, I, again, I, I think I like Goldberg well enough. He, he's he's never going to be Adam Cole in the ring, you no. know, but that's not his role. So no. I, it's fine. No, but I'm I have fine. I have no problem with it. Roman Reigns versus Cena will be good. There's a uh, women's triple threat that I think we talked about last week. Nikki A.S.H. versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. That match will be good. It's it's the WWE. It's SummerSlam. There's a takeover. Maybe TakeOver is the night after. I actually think TakeOver might be the night because I think SummerSlam, is it a Sunday? Is that a Saturday? I have no idea what day it is. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, TakeOver is the next night. So this is WWE night one. TakeOver is night two. Um, But what's night one? SummerSlam. SummerSlam is night one. Takeover is night when, two. Is that is that Saturday or Sunday? When's the twenty first, August twenty first? I don't know. I thought you were opening a calendar. No. God damn it, Doc. Wait, well, hold on. I can figure this out. What day is today? Today is the fifth. So, so yeah, August twenty first is a Saturday. They're doing a Saturday pay per view. Thank you, WWE, for doing a Saturday pay per view. So those of us who have to work early in the morning. Not that I will this time, but other times could, you know, have a day to relax. Uh, so, yeah. So Saturday, the 21st is SummerSlam. Sunday, the 22nd is TakeOver. And I think of the of the big matches right now, the ones you're going to want, I think you're going to be more interested in TakeOver, which I suppose might always be the case. I, I highly doubt that, but okay, lay it on me. Uh, you've got your NXT UK title, Walter and Ilya Dragunov. I don't know if you've ever seen those two go at it, but it is a, like, Ilya Dragunov's chest will be the color of a strawberry by the time that match is over. I always wanted to like Walter more than you do. Than I do. Sure. Um, it, admittedly, haven't seen much of him since winning that title. Yeah. But the few matches that I did see, they there seemed they seemed to be slower paced and lacking in some chemistry, perhaps mm-hmm. with with the other um, competitors in the ring. Again, been a long time since I've seen a Walter match, but I, I would recommend if you wanted to if you wanted to give Walter another try, if you went back. To got onto your peacock and went back to I don't know it's sometime in October they had a Walter Ilya Dragunov match. <clears throat> I know you don't necessarily trust Jeremy's opinion, but he said it was one of the greatest matches he's ever seen. So I don't even know who one of those people is. Are Ilya Dragunov? Yeah, that's okay. What's I'm, an Ilya Dragunov? Uh, a a blonde Russian wrestler with red eyes. Or I think his eyes are, he has contacts at some point and his eyes are off colored, but he's a smaller guy. I, I'm not big on Ilya Dragunov myself, but the match was, was very good. Okay. And the other match, NXT champion, Karrion Cross, defending against 
Samoa Joe. So if you would like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Karrion Cross isn't very good, I don't it, think. I, and it doesn't matter. Samoa, Samoa Joe. Would... Look, if this was TNA and I thought Samoa Joe's return to the ring might be heralded as a big event worthy of perhaps a title change. If I believed that with any part of my being, maybe I would watch that match. Oh, it's totally, he's totally taking the title. Absolutely. Because uh, Karrion Cross is wrestling on Raw. Fighting with Keith Lee, beating Jeff Hardy. So, or whatever, losing to Jeff I mean, Hardy. He lost to Jeff Hardy while holding the title. So, you know. I don't know. because Scarlett wasn't there. He's got to have Scarlett with him. Otherwise, he can't win. I don't know. The WWE's um, methods of the creative have disillusioned me, I think, long-term on their product. All right. Well, I'm excited to watch it. You know, I, I, I'm... I am glad you're excited to watch. I'm glad everybody listening is so excited to watch it. I started just today catching up on NXT. I'm a couple weeks behind, as usual. It's hard with the commercials, Doc. It's so hard with the commercials. It's so hard. Commercials are the worst. It, it is. It is, it is. What are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm glad you and I share a mutual uh, dislike for commercials. Doc yeah. Batson, who controls, <laughs> right. who controls the subscription for Peacock. Uh-huh. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's the major stories in, in the wrestling world. Uh, so unless you have anything else you would like to, to bring up, uh, I, I think we can turn our attention to our emails. We have gotten two emails since we started recording, so we're now up to four. Our besties coming through once again for us. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's uh, pod, over. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Our first email is from Glenn Ablar on Espanol. Hola, guys. Having just finished my daily Spanish lesson, I was wondering, can either of you speak a second language? And if you were going to learn another language, what would it be? Thanks, as always, Glenn. I admire that Glenn, who is 61, I think. I'm not telling tales out of school. Uh, is learning a second language, and he is doing it primarily for love. That, that, just, that just does my heart good. Good for you. Hola, mi amigo. Escúchame, por favor. ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? It's the accent. That makes that. Thank you. <laughs> Dave, I'm assuming you took Spanish in high school. Uh, yeah, yeah, I took Spanish, but that's that's about as much of it as I can do. <laughs> um, I, I could probably work my way through it a little bit, but I was never particularly good at listening to languages. Listening to languages is dreadful. You can't do it. Yeah, I, I have difficulty parsing auditory stimuli in my native language, um, so. I don't think my brain is wired for languages. Can you read it better? I can. Yeah. But it, it still is, is slower. So. Yeah. I, I, I don't think this is new information. I took, you know, French all the way through high school. I was president of the French club. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was how one of the ways in which I met GQ. Uh, I fully intended on becoming a foreign language teacher. So my senior year, I took French and Spanish. Um Spanish was on an independent study type thing. Uh, and yet, no, I can't speak any other language. Like I said, I can't. Oui, 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 oui. Again. 
it's a shame that Sound Scary had to end because I really think In the Night would have benefited from Doc Manson and his dialects. I would have I would have stepped away. <laughs> my my roving dialect. I would be like, you know what? Nope. Let Doc do it. All right, Doc. This next person is German. Yeah, some days I do feel like maybe I should try to pick up Spanish again, really make a go of it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Because I, I will say, uh, the last time I had any sort of foreign language training was in high school. And I think I have a much better understanding of how my brain learns things sure. now. And I, I do feel like if I gave it another go, I, I, I might find more success. But at the same time, it's also not part of my daily life. It's not something I need. And I'm busy enough, so it's, yeah. You could, you could go into teaching these lectures and be like, hola, mis estudiantes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was going to learn a language for fun, uh, not necessarily for love, but for fun, I mean, maybe I would learn, like, Japanese, only because I like a lot of Japanese cinema. Um, and, you know, I'd love to go to Japan someday. I think that is one place I would like to go. But, I mean, at, at the same time, I think I would be able to get by well enough in Japan with English. It seems like um, the majority of the population speaks enough of it that I'd get by just fine. Sure. But I, I could see doing that. Um, <clears throat> I, I'd want to learn a dead language. And not even like Latin, like Esperanto or ancient Umbrian or like I want to learn a language that like only, you know, a small handful of people in the world speak because that way no one's going to know if I mess it up. <laughs> I want to learn a language that has no communication value whatsoever. And, and this is not speaking, but I, I would actually maybe like to learn some sign language. That, that, mm. that could be interesting. Um, that, that would definitely have some uses as well you know i i teach my students very basic sign you know the sign for bathroom the sign for line up the sign for you know water so that way they can like ask me things without interrupting me but yeah sign language is cool hmm. excellent question as always glenn uh next up we're hearing from danielle she's back hello summer is cool hello Well, DC's on his second vacation i remember to email today because it is in fact wednesday at the time of this email if you could rename SummerSlam, Bash at the Beach, The Great American Bash, and Hell in a Cell, what would those renames be? I start substitute teaching on the 19th and university fall semester on the 23rd. Between now and then, I will relax and enjoy the last weeks of summer. Cheers, Daniel S. Um, I would eliminate Hell in a Cell as a pay-per-view because you don't need a pay-per-view around a gimmick match. <clears throat> and I wouldn't change the names of the other ones. Those are great I names would... for pay-per-views. I would get rid of the Great American Bash. Um, I just, at this point, I, I have no... Patriotism? Uh, yeah. No, no, I don't think now's the time to be... That's um, fair. It's a fair point. ...displaying your nationalistic tendencies in any way uh, in this country. So I feel like that's an outdated name that can just go. Bash at the Beach is fine, but I've always found it to be silly. I found a lot of the WCW names to be kind of silly. Halloween Havoc. Yeah. The Fall Brawl. I, I, yeah, almost the rhyme there. Yeah. Um, Spring so, Stampede. Yeah. Stamp- stampede is always going to be a funny word to me. I understand that everyone loves it, but Slammiversary is a ridiculous name. It's terrible. <laughs> it really is. Uh they, they they hold nostalgic places in my heart. Uh, Bash at the Beach works if you do it at a beach. Just putting sand in the on the entrance ramp doesn't cut it. You need to be 
That's like the one show that I'm okay with being outdoors. You know, you you do it either, you know, at, at a set that's on the beach or you do it close to the beach and there's had to be a pool well, and somebody's got to get thrown idea. into the pool. What if you did pay-per-views on location? Because, like, you could do a Halloween Havoc at, like, a spooky mansion or something. You know what I mean? Like, that would be way better than having a fake electric chair yeah. and, and, and skeletons I, hanging from and, the... And again, you know, it, the people who don't like Silly won't like it, but you could do a bash at the beach in which there is like, we just did zombies. You could have one with a giant shark and sure. there could <laughs> the object, the, the, you know, there is, there are, there is some sort of dangerous creature that we have in this, you know, this big tank. And the object is to throw your opponent into the tank and to be devoured. So, uh, I'm but yeah, with this. I'd keep SummerSlam and keep Bash at the Beach. I think you're right. The Great American Bash could probably go. You could call it just, well, you already have Bash at the Beach. I thought it was funny that they had Bash at the Beach and then Beach Blast and in the same year. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Brandon Banks is chiming in on Deep Dish Pizza. Just wanted to give a little perspective on Deep Dish Pizza since I'm from Chicago. Yes, I realize DC is just finding this out, and now he'll never forget that I am indeed from Chicago. I swore anyway. he was from Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky? I think that's Mitchell. Oh, maybe that's it. Anyway, deep dish here is more touristy than anything. Most people would prefer tavern-style thin crust. Which what is, is tavern-style? I don't know for sure, but thin crust makes me think uh, more of the new haven style that I was talking about last week. Uh, as far as the place to go for the best deep dish pizza, many will argue and disagree. But most would tell you that Giordano's is towards the bottom. I believe it, having sampled it. I would believe it. They, they used to be pretty good, but the quality in recent years has taken a nosedive. Anyway, Doc, next time you're in town, don't hesitate to ask where to go for food. The main chains are fine, but a lot better places than G- Giordano's and Portillo's sent for my eye. Now, those are fighting words, sir. I don't think there's any place in the world better than a Portillo's. That chocolate cake shake. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I realize it's a freaking chain. It's basically a fast food place. But, you know, if I have to choose between going to a McDonald's and a Portillo's, I'm going to the Portillo's. My goodness. Um, but, but that said, yeah, I mean, send along, send along some recommendations. I, while I'm not in Chicago now, I will be someday again. That is without a doubt. So I wouldn't mind uh, having some names in the back of my mind even now. It does usually take some uh, jockeying and positioning on my part to make any of that happen um, when I'm out in Illinois. So Sure. Uh, having Googled tavern-style pizza, we interrupt the emails for a question. Uh, do you prefer wedges or squares with your pizza? Um, I think I prefer wedges, but squares make a perfect amount of sense when a pizza reaches a certain size. Like, like a party-sized pizza, you can't cut it into wedges. No. Well, once it becomes rectangular, once it becomes rectangular, yes. But I mean, like for a circular pizza, is there a but size? But even of- if you have a circular-sized pizza that's very large, like bigger, like again, the the the, the, the slice becomes unmanageable. Um, at some point, you have to go to squares simply for the physical um, reality of the pizza. Will you eat the middle pieces in a square-cut pizza? Absolutely. As a child, they were my preference because I, and even now, I can see some of 
the the logic in it. Um, who wants to fill up on the crust? Don't get me wrong. In some ways, the crust is the best part if you're having good pizza. Um, but if you're not having particularly good pizza, where uh, you know the, you want the reduce toppings, the crust and the just crust. do the toppings. All right, that's fair. I, I always just found them messy. I like the crust is a good handle. Although I would I would fight people for the corner pieces even in a. You know, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to get my four pieces, and I would take all four corners and be yelled at. One of the most ridiculous inventions of the 90s, and, but, and completely unnecessary, I guess I would say, would be the, the, the stuffed crust pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, why, why, why do you need to fill the crust with cheese? There's already cheese on top of the pizza. I saw, I saw something where they now are stuffing it with cheese and pepperoni. I'm like, at that point, just make combos. And- at one point, there were there, somebody, I don't forget who it was, somebody was making a pizza where the crust was stuffed with hot dog and cheese. Like, and I'm just like, that is. Okay, but that at least is a different thing. That makes it a different thing. I'm like, if you want to put, you know, I don't know how you would put chicken wings in there, but if you want to put. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would like to see a stuffed crust with sauce. Because by the time you get to the edge, it's more That's like a, a breadstick. That's a very good like point. And you like to dip a bit breadstick in some marinara, right? So I think that, might, while maybe a little messy, I guess the sauce would ooze out even more than melted cheese. Uh, clearly, clearly your future lies in the food industry. Your, your idea about the ice cream place on the beach, now you've got sauce-stuffed pizza. I, I think... I think that's, you know, we had a whole discussion in the Bestie chat about the, the Louis Lunch steamed cheeseburger or the oh, steamed yeah. hamburger, the, you know, the original one with the no ketchup and the tomato and onion. And I don't know. I think, I think you could open a restaurant. I would go to your restaurant quite often, not just because I'd expect free food, but I think <laughs> your restaurant would be very good. Our final email comes from Che signing with the competition. Hey, guys, with the news of AE Dub potentially signing punk and brian and a portion of fans clamoring for wyatt cole and even flair to sign for the company who do you think will be the first member of the ae dub roster to jump ship to wwe that all the best che fascinating question che i love that question uh oh off the top of my head i would say adam page even though i understand they're really building him up for this huge story but you know, with all these people who keep coming in, your, da- <clears throat> your Daniel Bryans, your Adam Coles, your CM Punks, if any of those are true, guys like Adam Page aren't going to get anywhere near the top. I actually, no, I, I have my answer. Now that I've glanced, I have my answer. What do you think? Chris Jericho? Uh, John Moxley. Uh, yeah. Dean yeah. Ambrose will be back. Perhaps. Uh, they could throw enough money at him to make a Shield reunion happen someday. Yeah. Either that or it'll be one of the female talents. Yeah. But, I mean, but again, I could see them bringing back a big show or Mark Henry yeah. in some sort of legends capacity, maybe not active wrestling, but you know, in terms of just signing with the company, I, I could see that happening also. It's not like <clears throat> either one of them are doing a lot with AEW. Yeah. Um, but maybe they really enjoy commentary. I don't know. Remember Pac... I remember Pac. What company is he with now? AEW. Hmm. That's it. I'm like, now granted, you know, I don't watch. And they're having the they're having their second show. They've got AEW Dark. So all these wrestlers have stuff. But you look at their roster and you're like, are they doing anything with 
half of these people, which is a question you say about WWE as well. I get that. I mean, I think the difficult thing, especially, you know, bringing the perspective of someone who doesn't watch the shows, um, I have no idea what they're doing with anybody. So the fact that I'm not watching AEW says they could be doing all the things with all those guys, and I would never know. So I don't know. Nope. I I know Chris Jericho and Juventud Guerrera had a decent match, which makes me happy. I'm happy for Juve. Uh, But, yeah. I want to like it. Again, Where's commercial Christian cage. Is he in AW? Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be Kenny Omega versus Adam page at their pay-per-view in September. Adam page is out. The expectation was maybe it'll be Daniel Bryan. Maybe it'll be CM Punk. I thought I saw somewhere that it was now going to be Christian cage versus Kenny Omega for the title. And I'm like, yep, you better get that world title match while you can Christian cage. Cause Again, you're you're going to be pretty low down the card once all these big names sign, if they do. But I want to like it. I want to be positive about it. It just it's it is difficult. Get a streaming service. Get yourself a streaming service. Make it you know five dollars a month because you don't have a huge amount of content. And and I would watch. But yeah, I mean honestly, if I just had a single place where I could go to watch your shows. Dark, yeah, Dynamite, Rampage. whatever the other show is, Rampage. The other show was going to be um, Elevation. Yeah, like if they just had one place I could go to watch those shows and your pay per views, you I'd would pay ten bucks a month. Yeah, I would, but it's I'm not going to try to figure out the TNT thing. I'm not going to sit through the commercials. No, nope. I'm not going to try to find Dark whenever it's airing on YouTube. I'm nope. not going to go over to Twitch. I'm, I'm just. I'm not going to do any of those things. Well, and then pay sixty bucks for a pay per view. Right. I'm just not not going to happen. So, if you want WWE, to be, WWE, and, really, and that really is the sticking point at the end of the day is one. I don't want to put in the work to find your shows in all these different places. I mean, that's partially on me just being lazy. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to pay sixty dollars to no. watch your pay per views. So what's the point? WWE made it incredibly easy and cheap to be a wrestling fan. They made it incredibly difficult for you to be a fan of any other promotion. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> again, I'm happy that AEW seems to be doing well, and I want them to succeed. But, yeah, it's it's at this moment, it's not for me. If, if they, you know, if they went, I would go back to the beginning and watch if they were like, hey, we have a streaming service, like you said, $10 a month, and we've got all of our episodes of Dynamite from the very beginning. I'd be like, okay, I'll buy into your story. But And, you know, we've talked about it before on the WWE. What returns are there left that are going to get people back and watching? And the answer is none, of course, because none of the big returns of all of any point in time have ever actually resulted in a sustained increase in, in, in audience. But yeah. like even like top, thinking about in the, in the context of AEW, I don't care how rabid your fan base is, but if you told me that at, at the next pay-per-view is going to be Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Bray Wyatt, CM Punk, I still wouldn't pay you $60 to watch that show. No. I wouldn't. And I I might I might I might go to a streaming site courtesy of Che the next day and, and, and catch the highlights of, of them making their entrances, but I probably wouldn't even watch the matches in their entirety. 
like the individuals have no appeal to me anymore. Any of them. Well, and the difficulty will be, yeah, maybe CM Punk comes back and maybe he's good. I highly doubt he's going to be great. You know, Daniel Bryan from a technical standpoint will still be great, but it has the, the story has to be there. CM Punk showing up is wonderful. If it's a one-time thing, if he shows up at All Out, gives someone to go to sleep, waves to the crowd and leaves and never does wrestling again, that would be the best thing for him. And, and here's the thing, though. like Even if he is going to come back full-time, whatever, he's going to be the face of the company. He really... Because he, you know, I, I think um, CM Punk definitely feels like the screws were put to him by the WWE management. So I could see him still holding something of a grudge. Um, personally, he seems like the type of person who would harbor that those feelings of spite and resentment long term. But maybe not. It's been a long time, you know. So maybe not. Maybe he doesn't give a shit. But even if that were the case, like. In my head, like CM Punk coming back is so boring because like when he shows up, it's going to be after the match. He's going to come out to cult of personality. He might put somebody to sleep with the go to sleep. And like that's guaranteed his first appearance. Like the fact that I know that is the first appearance, like that is how it will play out from start to finish is boring. You know what I mean? Like whether he does show up again. The next night and he enters into a long term program like it's not just bringing the guy back. He's got to do something exciting. He would have to make me want to watch him and just showing up isn't the answer. Just doing a go to sleep isn't the answer. You know what I mean? Like he's all where he is. He did the thing. He did the move that he's known for. Like that's not that's never going to be enough anymore. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, but this is maybe why I don't watch wrestling anymore. I, I just. It, <clears throat> again, it, if it was $10, that's it. If, if you could go to awworld.com or the AW app and you were paying your $10, you would, you would probably put it on. And if it happened, you would go, hey, cool. And then if, you could, might if, there was, if there was a central place where I could just open it up and it was like, come back Wednesday at 8 p.m. for the next live episode of The Thing. And I knew Wednesday, 8 p.m., I'm going to be there. Great. And then maybe I watch that. And then I go into the app the next day and it's telling me Friday, 6 p.m., the next live edition of This Thing. One place. Honestly, I have no idea when AEW airs. Yeah. I don't know when Dark airs. I don't know if you can watch them live, if you can only watch them after the fact. Non I have no idea. I don't know what they're... They're on too many disparate channels, and it's not like in the days of cable where it was a single box and you flip through the channel and you can look at the guide and you know when the next thing is. Like, I'm not going to do all that legwork because, again, I'm lazy for total first-world problem. I don't know when your things are. There's no easy way for me just to see where they are, when they are. Yeah. Sorry. 
The only reason I know is because people are tweeting about it on Wednesday nights. I'm like, oh, Dynamite must be on. But again, when is Elevation on? No idea. I think Rampage is going to be on Fridays, but I don't know. But make it easy for your consumer. Yep. That's the main thing. Make it easy. Work out a deal with Netflix or Hulu or... And honestly, it's one of the things I hated the most about the WWE Network. Um, I understand why it was that way. The fact that Raw and SmackDown weren't just on there. Yeah. Like, that was always an irritating thing. But for $9.99 a month, it was worth it um, for even what they were off. Well, and, and again, you watch the pay-per-views. They give you the story. Here is Here in a four-minute video package, we'll tell you exactly why Randy Orton is fighting or is partnered with Matt Riddle. Here's the what here's is, everything you need to know and care about. Now here's the match. The problem I found with that is you don't actually see enough. I mean, maybe you would if you were watching all the time. But realistically, if I'm only watching once a month, watching the pay-per-views and that's it, like and again, part of this is probably because I took a long stretch off. But I turn on the pay-per-view, and even when I see those packages, which, yeah, I'm getting the story, but I see somebody, and I don't know who they are, and they're facing somebody who I also don't know who they are, watching that package is not very informative for me. They did this, they did that, and they're fighting because of this, and I'm like, that's great, but I don't know who either of these people are. Yeah, Like, there's a limit to how much I can absorb through those packages without watching any of your television product you know that was that was you know why when i decided i was going to get into mlw i needed to watch it from the beginning if a if the aw app launches tomorrow and it has all the stuff i have to start watching from episode one who is jungle boy why is he teamed with luchasaurus what are they doing you know how does how do pentagon and ray phoenix tie into this story you know picking up in the middle that's like watching starting to watch a you know, TV show in season three, episode four, you're like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Why should I care about any of these people? I don't know why. So it's, I'm not mad at stream, but like, I I do think I could pick up midstream if I was really interested, but you're right. It would be difficult to get my bearings and and, and to just be like, okay, so so this guy is jungle boy and he is doing this. I don't know anything about him. I haven't seen that pass. I think I'd be okay, but it would be real difficult to get invested. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and I think that's it. You know, I, I try to watch at least, I try not to get too far behind in NXT and NXT UK. And even then some, like they're having their breakout tournament and I'm like, all right, Odyssey Jones, you look like a taller, uh, Mark Henry. You clearly have some charisma. I haven't seen a match yet. Let me hope I can catch up enough before the pay-per-view, too, so that I can fully appreciate who you are and what you're doing. But, mm. but I, you know, we, we don't mean to be, to be negative about it. It's just that is what, you know, you, Cody, if you're listening, Bucks of Youth, if you're listening, Generation Me, if you're listening, uh, that's how to get us invested. Make it easy for us to watch, and we'll watch. We're, we, we will happily pay you a couple of shekels a month. That's probably another culturally inappropriate thing. Damn it. A couple of dollars a month 
to, uh, you know, to have it just easier. But we don't care enough to jump through all the hoops to try to figure it out. And that's it. Oh, with all the people cutting, um, cutting cable, having, the, having your programs tied. And the same thing goes for Raw and SmackDown. Having your programs tied to cable channels is weird in 2021. I think so. I you know, so. And, and I think that's what's going to happen with um, at some point now that they have Peacock, you know, and whether or not WWE sells to NBC or whatever they decide to do at some point, it'll just make sense to you'll be on the streaming service. Raw will be on Peacock. Maybe it's on USA too, but you can watch it if you have a Peacock subscription and then SmackDown, you can watch it if you have a whatever. So, yeah, <clears throat> hopefully that's the future. Looks like I'm going to have to get myself a Paramount Plus subscription. For I was what? Reading today that they signed a deal with um, uh, uh, what? What was his name? Matt Stone and Trey Parker. They're going to do uh, at least 14 South Park movies for <laughs> Paramount Plus. That is interesting because CBS is generally considered to be the old people network. Yeah. <laughs> And they're going to do – I was hoping you were going to say they were going to do a live action. I want a live action South Park movie. I want to know who you're going to cast to play Eric Cartman. <laughs> All right. Hey, good for them. I, I haven't watched South Park in a very long time. But uh, South it's Park – the South very Park, good. Really? Still? South, South Park has done nothing but get better wow. since the movie. Like, Interesting. They got way deep into like every episode being super topical and satirical. And yep. like they were at the time, you know, producing episodes on such a strange, accelerated time frame that they I were just I don't remember what it was a podcast. I was like, they can get an episode. They were getting episodes done in like six days to do a 30 minute animated show. Right. So they were days. able to talk about things that were in the news like two weeks ago. And you com- and like you get like compare that to something like The Simpsons, where all that animation is done overseas, yeah. and doing one thirty-minute episode front to back takes six months to yeah. animate. Like, and so being able to be topical like that, and it, with the satirical slant, like, the, I would say the last you know eight seasons of South Park were way beyond the first ten that came before the movie. Interesting. Wow. Um, they, they were very good. And all the stuff they've done during the pandemic, I think, has been quite good. Um, so, yeah, I like South Park a lot. I think it's only getting better um, with age. I'm sure at some point it'll run out. But it's, 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 that show started off very much as nothing but, you know, poo-poo caca jokes. And then at some point it got smart behind the poo-poo caca jokes. <clears throat> there there was always great. an intelligence to it. But Not yeah, the first few seasons, <laughs> I, I watched a couple of episodes and then watched and very much enjoyed the movie. I will yeah. say I did. I think the, the movie, movie really was sort of the turning point for them. One of my favorite portrayals of the devil. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, are you speaking of shows from are, are, are you have any interest in watching the new jackass movie? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yourself? Uh, no, I enjoyed watching the trailer because uh, for a moment I did go back to the, I did watch a couple of these episodes as a kid 
I, you know, just because I was like, wow, these are ridiculously dumb people. So I, I got it. But after seeing the trailer, I was like, nope, don't need to see anymore. Got everything I needed. Got my hit of nostalgia from the two minute trailer. No I'm Bam Majera. Hashtag not my jackass. What can I tell? <laughs> Although I understand there's very good reasons why he's not involved with the uh, yeah. current production. <clears throat> um, we got a Paramount Plus subscription. You know, that my wife finds deals everywhere. There was some deal around Prime Day where we got it, I think, for like 99 cents for a month or something, or maybe it was two months. <clears throat> I watched season one of Picard. I'm, I will get it again to watch season two of Picard. Uh, but other than that, I have, don't think there's anything on Paramount Plus I, I need to see. But uh, what is your piece of positivity? Is it South Park? Do you got something else for me? What do, what do you got for me? Uh, yeah, I don't think I've talked about it on the show yet. I've been watching a television series um, that is on HBO Max currently airing here in the States. Um, it's weird because they are airing the first season of the show and they're airing it in such a way that one episode drops a week. But the show has been out overseas for a while now. They're, they're through season three. Season four is in hmm. production. Um, it's a show called... Wellington Paranormal. Um, okay, it is, that, that sounds right up your alley. Yeah, it, it's actually a spinoff of the movie What They Do in the Sh- or What We Do in the Shadows. Sure. Um, and there was, of course, a spinoff television show on FX, What We Do in the Shadows, which is excellent. Um, that show is very good. But this Wellington Paranormal again spun off from the same movie. Um, it's sort of like this mockumentary of a couple of New Zealand cops who are investigating paranormal cases. Um, it's, again, it's mockumentary style. It's got a killer banging theme song that, that just rips all the right notes. It sounds X-Files-y while also giving you that impression of every single generic Ghost Hunters show that you've ever watched. Um, the two leads are hysterical together. Um, these sort of clueless, almost Keystone-style cops. Um it's just very entertaining. Um, I enjoy it quite a bit. The humor is, is, you know, up my alley, that sort of, I would say, UK style. Um, I would be surprised if all the UK folks aren't already aware of it. But, uh, yeah, Wellington Paranormal. Very much enjoying the first season. Uh, and I think I'm going to have to look up the other seasons because I'm not going to wait for HBO Max to drip feed them to me because they're True. out there. And, uh, yeah, we'll get there. But, yeah, that's been very funny. I'm enjoying that quite a bit. So, that's my piece of positivity. <clears throat> How about yourself? Interestingly and interestingly enough, my piece of positivity, also a TV show. Um, I had heard in the periphery, I had heard that there was a TV show called alone. And I was like, okay, it sounded like a horror movie. So at first I kind of dismissed it. And then I heard it was kind of like a survival show. And as someone who, and very much enjoyed Survivor Man and very much enjoyed the early seasons of Dual Survival. I was intrigued, but I was like, okay. And then I heard it mentioned on, on a podcast. And so I decided since we were on vacation um, or just before that to look it up and found out that it is on Hulu, which we have a subscription to. Uh, and so it, interestingly this week, my piece of positivity, I'm actually on the down. I was very high on it. And now it's starting to fall apart. So alone is, you know, is the premise of your survival show. They take 10 people 
uh, who have some modicum of survival training and they put them, you know, they drop them off at various places all in the same general area. Usually it's Vancouver and it's a competition to see who can survive alone the longest. And you can tap out if you're hurt, if you're scared, if you're bored or whatever the reasoning is, you can get, you know, if you medically cannot continue, they will, you know, kind of take you out of the competition. Season one, very good. Season two, pretty good. Something I can have in the background, watch with my wife. We don't often have shows that the two of us can watch together because we have vastly different interests in television. Season three, we didn't watch. Season three, we're, you know, read somehow both of us without telling each other had found out who won season three. And the first episode you discover, we both discovered that the guy who won was a jackass. He's on his way to supposedly he's on his way to record, to, to go do this show. He's with his wife and baby. The car breaks down. So he leaves his wife and child on the side of the road and says, all right, babe, well, I got to go and gets in the car and goes. And part of me is like, look, you're probably trying to catch a plane to go to this place to do this. So you probably did really have to go. But there is something about, you know, abandoning your wife and infant. Like we're talking, you know, maybe like three-month-old baby on the side of the road while you go off to go leave, abandon them for even longer. Just kind of rubbed us the wrong way. Now we're in season four, which is there's pairs of people. It's okay. I'm hoping the other seasons get better. Uh, But it is an enjoyable show. It's on Hulu. Again, Hulu has ads, which are annoying, but I can't make you pay for those because you don't pay for Hulu. Um, But you can pay Hulu to take away the ads. I can. And, and, you know, uh, my parents share our Hulu account. And again, we found a deal online. Um, or no, we got it with a fire stick purchase. And so the last time I saw my mom, she was like, can you upgrade to the non ads and I will just pay you the difference. And I'm like, no, at this point I can't because we have this deal through buying a fire stick. So it came with three months of the ad free stuff. So if we upgrade, I looked into it. If we upgrade, we then move into having to pay the full price. So I said, you have to tough it out until whatever it is, the end of September, or get yourself a Hulu membership, send me the account information, and then we're all set. So, and she, I I bet she'll do it. My parents spend a ridiculous amount of money on television and streaming services. So. What about uh, Naked and Afraid? Ever watched that show? We have not watched. I have not watched Naked and Afraid. They lost me with the first word. If it was just clothed and afraid, I'd probably check it out. But I'm not I'm not watching a naked show. Well, they're I mean, you know, you don't see them naked. They're all blurred out. But they are naked. No, that just that just seems like a terrible. I was scarred. I read. What was the name with the body by Stephen King? Hmm. You read that, right? You must so. have became Stand by Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie, uh, the 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 reading of the scene with the leeches. <laughs> the boys go swimming, and leeches get on various parts of their body. Nope, I have no interest in nudity in the woods. Nudity is reserved for very specific places. Each episode work. chronicles the lives of two survivalists: one man, one mi- woman. 
who meet for the first time naked and are given the task of surviving a stay in the wilderness for 21 days. No. Each survivalist is allowed to bring one helpful item, such as a machete or a fire starter. After they meet in the assigned locale, the partners must build a shelter and find water and food. The 12th season premiered on March 7th, 2021. Nope. I do wonder, did they make clothes? Or did they just accept that they were going to be naked for 21 days? I don't know. And then I also wonder, you know, on a cold night, did they find ways to keep warm? I'm sure. I'm sure. Wow. Not a, my curiosity is not peaked enough to watch the show, but naked hey. and afraid XL. Oh God! The spinoff: a group of people are given the task of surviving in the wilderness for forty <laughs> days. Each survivalist is only allowed to bring one or two helpful items of his or her choosing. Okay, I'll stop. Are they all naked? I assume. See, so one of the fun parts of this is we talk about, my wife and I talk about what we would like to see. I want to see a show where they take 10 people clothed and they drop them off because the idea of alone is you can't find another person. You have like a GPS person so people can keep track of you and make sure you're safe. Um, And if you get too close to where someone else is camped, they will send a tone to you and you have to turn around. Um, I want to drop 10 people off and just Lord of the flies. Here are 10 people. You need to build shelters for yourself, build a little community, divvy up the tasks. You're not trying to eliminate each other. It's not survivor. I understand that was, (laughs) it's not survivor. You're not voting people off the Island. It's literally just, it's, it's a teamwork thing. If you, you know, who like you can tap out, I suppose, but, I don't know. I think there, there's something to that, but I don't think it's competitive enough for the modern media consumer. But. I agree. I think we just need to get straight to the Hunger Games. Let's just have a Battle Royale style. Um. It, this was going to be, I, I was thinking about opening uh, the episode with a question about uh, Alone until I saw the title Perky Jerky and realized how moist it was. How long do you think you could survive in the woods? Naked? No. Parka, ski boots, whatever you need. Whatever I need? So like a house? <laughs> no. You can bring you can bring a ferro rod or a fire starter. You could bring fishing stuff if you wanted to. You can bring a knife. You can bring a sleeping bag. You can bring tarps to make a shelter. What is my motivation? So alone, the winning person gets $500,000, which I doubt would be enough. You know, in my head, I'm like, that's not enough money to live out in the woods for two or three months. But let's let's tie it back to an episode we had before. You'd have said to me multiple times, $5 million is the if you could get $5 million, you could you're on easy street. So you need to survive in the woods. Let's do 60 days, two months. In the woods. Okay. No, I just have to survive 60 days or I'm competing. I'm trying to outlast someone else. No. 60 days. It's just you. I'll do it. It's just you. You're 
you know, you're by yourself, no human interaction. You can't, you know, wander over to the Wendy's down the street and, you know, beg for a, you know, double double or whatever it is. But you, I, but you said I could have whatever supplies I need. You can take 10 things. Oh, 10 things, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I, I would need to know what the 10 one of those, um, what they're called, but you know, those, uh, life straws or whatever they're called. The yep. ones that you can drink any water that you want. I, I mean, that was the first thing my wife said was how come none of these people have life straws? Right. I mean, and I would probably, I might waste two or three of my items on that, depending on how long those filters last. Um, Cause they're not, they're not good indefinitely. Um, yeah. That obviously something for fire and something for a makeshift shelter, a tarp of some kind and some rope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, would you point, done? Would you would you try to fish? Would you try to hunt? I mean, honestly, I'm probably heavy enough that I could survive 60 days without eating anything. I wouldn't be in great shape by the end of it, but you know. So you're not even going to bother trying to eat? I'll just eat, you know, fauna, flora, whatever I happen to find, All mushrooms, right. you know. There was one guy. He lasted five hours. Yeah. <laughs> then he tapped out. Realistically speaking, it, I, I would be bored after five hours and I would want to leave. Um, yeah. But if I was doing it, I mean, even money is not a great motivator for me. But if I was doing it out of spite, I could see making it 60 days. I could rip a rabbit in half with my bare hands if I was doing it out of spite. Sorry, Rachel. I, 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 I hope you weren't listening when I said that. But, you know, you got to eat when you're in the woods. <laughs> so. I could think of one or two people that I could be like, all right, you're competing against her. You have to survive in the woods longer than her. Yeah, I could make that work. That'd be a great motivator. (laughs) (laughs) That I could see happening. And I I see in that case, I would put the two of you close enough to each other, but I'd build like a large plexiglass wall so you could hear each other, but you couldn't. So I could just be like yelling over, I'm still here. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Good to know. Uh, Doc Manson, he'll do it for spite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And our, and our pieces of positivity, Wellington Paranormal and Naked and Afraid. So no, those are the recommendations. That's two recommendations for Doc. I'd like you to watch an episode of Naked and Afraid. I have not. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have not, and I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you did not refuse to listen to this episode because you missed sparkling conversation between one of the between myself and one of the cleverest, wittiest people I've ever had the pleasure of knowing, Mr. Doc Manson. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog by going to ddtwrestling.com or to ddtpod.com. Or, of course, you can check us out on your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? How could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send us a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and the podcast train a chug-a-luggin. And, and perhaps watching Peacock with no commercials. I don't know. I don't know what happens. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us on episode 282. Yep. Yes. Uh, until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?
if I got naked right now, would you be afraid? <laughs>